America's Catholic bishops have elected a prominent conservative as their next leader. Archbishop Timothy Brolio, chief chaplain to the Defence Forces, is a potentially controversial choice. He could find himself swept up in the next US election and also out of step with Pope Francis. Joshua McElwee is news editor of the independent newspaper, The National Catholic Reporter. He's a bit of a controversial figure because in the 1990s, he had served in the Vatican as the secretary for Cardinal Angelo Sodano, who at that time was the Vatican Secretary of State, a very high-ranking role under Pope John Paul II. Sodano is the same official who in the late 90s really protected and defended Marcel Maciel, the serial sex abuser who found the Legionaries of Christ a religious order. He would eventually be defrocked and would die kind of in shame in the early 2000s. It doesn't appear that many of the bishops in the room kind of understood Berlioz's connection to Cardinal Sodano. Berlioz himself kind of swiped it away in a press conference after the vote, mm. kind of saying that hindsight is 2020, claiming that uh, he had not been in the office when Cardinal Sodano was making decisions about Father Maciel or other abuse cases. And we need to point this out. There's not a suggestion that uh, Archbishop Brolio covered up accusations of child sexual abuse that came before that office, but it's the association, his closeness to that controversial Cardinal Sodano who allegedly did cover up. Yeah, Cardinal Sodano was in a very powerful position in John Paul II's Curia, kind of the second pope or the vice pope role. In the Secretary of State, they were certainly receiving reports about Father Maciel from the early 90s forward. A journalist named Jason Berry here in the U.S. has really covered that extensively and have brought to light some of the reporting from the time. It's quite clear that Archbishop Brolio was working for Cardinal Sodano in this time as a secretary. It's not clear what Archbishop Brolio would have seen as a secretary or, you know, what kind of paperwork was going over his desk. But it's certainly quite interesting, and the Vatican is very good at keeping documents. So I wonder what documents are available in the Vatican archives and what might be made of those. How would we classify Archbishop Brolio in terms of church politics in the United States? People don't like it when you try to classify bishops as conservatives or liberals here in the U.S., but I think it's fair to say that Archbishop Rolio is a center-right or more to the right in terms of his church ecclesiology. It's quite interesting. As the chief chaplain in the U.S., he wrote a letter expressing agreement with religious exemptions from COVID-19 vaccinations for chaplains who choose not to be vaccinated. And this was at the time when Pope Francis was encouraging people to be vaccinated. Yes, exactly. The Pope was basically saying it's your duty to your fellow Christians or to your fellow people to get vaccinated to stop the spread of the coronavirus. The Pope in late 2020 gave an interview in which he basically called it a moral obligation to get vaccinated, excepting if there were some medical reason why it would be dangerous for you to do so. A few months later, Archbishop Brolio wrote this letter allowing or seeming to allow Catholic chaplains in the U.S. military to choose not to be vaccinated for conscience reasons. How do you think the Vatican will view the election of Archbishop Brolio to such a sensitive post? I've spoken with some Vatican officials who are a little shocked, I think I would say, by the decision. They're kind of wondering what led the U.S. bishops to choose Archbishop Brolio, especially when there were a number of other candidates who were more known, uh, particularly Baltimore's Archbishop William Lurie 
who also ran for the post and looked like he would have been a more centrist candidate. I think there is some wonder at the U.S. Bishops' Conference in Rome, particularly with regard to the fact that this is a three-year term. So this is the person who will be in post for our next presidential election in 2024. And there is some wondering in terms of how Archbishop Rolio will position the U.S. bishops during that presidential election, if he will take kind of a moderate tone and not try to embrace kind of the right-wing elements in the Catholic Church. The U.S. bishops have been criticized for the way they had responded to the election of Joe Biden, who's a Democrat, who's a Catholic, uh, in favor of maintaining abortion rights. Archbishop Brolio's predecessor, Los Angeles Archbishop Jose Gomez, had written kind of a, a letter at the election of Joe Biden that really framed it as a problem for the U.S. bishops that the president was a Democrat and Catholic. Initially, Archbishop Gomez had launched an initiative to try and see if the bishops might try to suggest that Joe Biden refrain from going to communion. That was eventually toned down, but now I think there's a lot of question about how this new president, Archbishop Brolio, will respond when it looks like, very likely, that the presidential race in 2024 will include President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. Do we know what kind of message the U.S. Catholic bishops were trying to send uh, both to the United States but also to the Vatican by electing Archbishop Brolio as their leader? My sense from speaking with bishops in Baltimore who were at the meeting is that there were some bishops who really wanted to send a more conservative message to the Pope and thought Archbishop Brolio was their guy. I think there were also bishops who weren't as familiar with Archbishop Brolio's background, particularly his work in Rome for Cardinal Sodano at the Secretary of State, and had kind of gotten to know Brolio as the number three official for the past three years with the conference, and his, he had served as the secretary of the conference. And so I think it's a bit of a confluence of you know, some bishops who were really pushing Brolio as a conservative candidate and others who didn't quite see him that way and just saw him in a previous role in the conference. It's a strange combination of headwinds. What does seem to upset some of the Catholic hierarchy in the United States about Pope Francis? Because if you think of the issues that might be preeminent for them, Pope Francis is still pro-life. He's still in favour of traditional marriage. He says children should have a biological mother and a father. I mean, what is there for them to be upset about? I think at heart, there are a number of US bishops who don't really understand Pope Francis's call for a culture of encounter and they would prefer to keep a culture of culture war or of kind of keeping our lines very firm. They continue to see the Democratic Party and its stance uh, of protecting abortion rights, even if it's not total abortion rights, but up to a certain point in pregnancy. They continue to see that, as they put it a few years ago, a preeminent issue for American Catholics, and they prefer to keep kind of their sides entrenched and everyone kind of in their bunkers. Um, fighting that culture war ad infinitum. What Pope Francis is clearly calling for is a culture of encounter. What he says is better to build bridges than to build walls. And I think would prefer a culture where we work with people, we meet with them, we express our disagreements where they are, but then we find areas where we can work together. Josh McElwee of the National Catholic Reporter. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.